0: This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I believe yeah, me. Yeah, Blessing yeah, when the land is more committed. yeah, yeah, yeah As long to see yeah, yeah, me. Blessing yeah, when the land is more commencing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Here we go again, it's uh, shrimp net number 15, is it number 15, Joel? I think
1: it might be, I think it might
0: be. Yeah, 15, I'm losing count. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Uh, we got a lot of lovely feedback from uh, (laughs) close friends and family after last week's All Our Yesterdays. So uh, with the international break, we'll have a quick discussion on on that and then we'll talk about the Burton game. Uh, And then we'll have another trip down memory lane. I'll let Joel tell us what he's come up with. Uh, But as usual, it's with me um, and... The uh, Eric Morecambe to my short, fat, hairy legs, as usual, is uh, Joel Shooter. Welcome along, Joel. Cheers, Freeze. Uh, Back by popular demand, uh, his dad rang and said, can he come on again? Uh, It's our business guru, uh, Mr. Michael Gibson.
2: Posh, welcome. Thank you again for having me back.
0: And uh, a first-time guest with a new voice on uh, on ShrimpNet, but it's a voice that you will quite probably recognise. It's our esteemed match day announcer of 20-odd years, Mark Swindlehurst. Welcome along, Mark.
3: Thank you. I'm not even esteemed in my own house, so I don't know how I could be esteemed.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Reg uh, gets esteemed in my house, so there you go. So uh, it's been international break, so we've got nothing to talk about other than the fact that, obviously, thankfully, uh, Alfie and Yokel have come back uh, free of injury. Uh, they've probably done got, got a few air miles, but they've done all right otherwise. What do you reckon, Joel?
1: Yeah, no, it's good to see that they've uh Jokal making his uh I think it might have been his debut for uh Iceland under twenty one. So I saw some clips of that on YouTube. He made a couple of decent saves, which I know we were talking about last time on the podcast. Maybe his confidence looks like it had taken a bit of a dip. So having that that game with his international team and making a couple of decent saves they lost, but you know, he didn't he didn't really do anything wrong for the goal. So maybe, you know, that, that's given him a bit of a confidence boost. And again, McCallum, uh was with the under twenty ones. I think he played the night minutes for them, and then gets called up to the senior side once again. So again, that's you know, an- that's got to be another boost for him. I don't think he played for the senior side, but uh, you know, it's another boost. And yeah, you know, it's probably quite good. He didn't play for the senior side because he comes back nice and fresh uh, for us. I think the the one downside probably is uh, Ryan McLaughlin uh, being injured on. On international DT, so uh, Stephen Robinson just mentioned that on an interview that's come out earlier this evening. So uh, it'll be probably be Ryan Cooney back at right back on uh, Saturday. But yeah, not too sure how long Woodlawn's out for, but hopefully not too long.
0: We're playing Friday.
1: Friday, <laughs> that's going to catch me <laughs> out. all
0: that's just <laughs> um, i I'm going to come to well, Swindon Posh now because. Um, and it's been touched upon already. mccalmont probably had his best game in the shit, shirt uh, in the four three defeat at Wickham. Uh, agree or disagree, Swiss.
3: Uh Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's he's been valuable this this season for sure. And I, I, you know, I'm still kicking myself over that that uh, match. You know, it, it could have gone the other way for us. And uh, you know, I'm I'm just trying, still trying to think what happened. What happened?
0: Yeah, it's it's not easy to dissect, is it? Cause it did three goals in uh, in injury time. We were winning at, um, at Ipswich, and that went down to a point. And then obviously we were drawing in the other two um, Wimbledon at home, and then but <laughs> we're entertaining posh.
2: Oh yeah, no, that we're going to talk about Burton in a minute. It's an interesting thing about that. I mean, we scored twenty this season in twelve games, and we've conceded eighteen. And then you look at Burton, and they've scored eleven and conceded nine. So double the amount of goals in games, you know, with very different contrast between the sides. And Christ were entertaining. But the what's what was interesting going to mention it about Alfie McCalmont and I think it was followed up from the discussion we were having last week is that players just seem to be growing into the squad and Alfie you know showed tons and tons of promise uh when he was at Oldham but I think he you know when he came into League One I think he he found it a big step and he's just you can see him gradually game by game by game getting appreciating what needs to be done and the level he's playing at And he's just getting stronger and stronger it's great to watch
0: and, and to be honest Joel that's 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 the same with quite a few players isn't it to be truthful
1: yeah, definitely. You know, it, it, it's a bit of a contrast and we're yet to see some of the players like Jones here, but yeah, with McCallum you can really see him growing and, and finding a bit more of a role, especially as kind of Phillips has come into the side a bit more and uh, I think, you know, Phillips has taken to it quite quickly. I think obviously he had a little bit of time in in uh, League One last season. I think it's just kind of come across I think it was Michael Appleton I, I once heard does it, like, likes to kind of work this way, but I think... Might be him, might be another manager, but he generally tends to prefer to work with uh, pe- uh, people who are on their second loans in a certain division because the first one's almost like a bit of an acclimatization, and then the second one is obviously you know when they're going to found their feet a bit more. But obviously, they're not always going to have the luxury of that. So at the moment, it's just oh god, sorry, just smacked <laughs> my phone on the surface. Apologies, you hear the loud bang. But you know, yeah, it's just letting the uh, the players acclimatize to uh the team and kind of get to know their teammates and and kind of understand the level but yeah it seems like we're coming on all right in that regard
0: so moving on to burton albion uh by the time people listen to this some may be listening just before the game but most people will have listened to it uh i will yet again mention uh tom's shrimps online uh he does a fantastic preview on twitter which uh, I actually read it this morning and sent him a text saying, do you do, you do anything else but do these and work? And he went, no. Because <laughs> it is, it's so detailed. It's just like, dear Lord. I mean, you know, it is, it's just uh, very in-depth. But um, as, as Posh has already mentioned, they don't score many, they don't concede many. So I think we're probably expecting them. We'll, we, we may well be in a situation where we, we see more of the ball, just like we did at Wicca, Joel.
1: Yeah, no, no, definitely. I I'm quite interested to see the how all that plays out because we've had I remember I think Tom pointed out in that in that piece that uh we've had roughly the same kind of possession over the over the course of the season. So it'll be interesting to see who kind of takes the advantage and, and another star I think I actually heard it on, on Sky Sports when they had uh, Burton versus Cheltenham on a few weeks ago that Cheltenham I don't think Cheltenham have won a game when they've had over 50% possession so they they really don't want to have the ball that much they'd rather you have the ball and they kind of press you a little bit not not that intensely but more than a team like Lincoln did say but you know it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out whether their kind of pressing will force us to go go a bit more direct or if we'll try and play through it you know i'm i'm not really too sure but yeah i mean on that on and those previews you know if, like, and to reiterate what Free said, read, read them if you get a chance because they're great. And <laughs> the one good thing about the the game this week being on Friday is it meant the preview came out before this podcast, so I could read it before doing the podcast and look at a load of stuff from there.
0: It's it's an interesting point, isn't it? Because I think I think they're they're averaging about forty three percent possession, and we're averaging some something similar. So that's quite interesting because that means there's 14% when nobody's got the ball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that's what happens. They'll just kick it in the air and out the, out the stadium and we'll just have to leave <laughs> there for a bit. <laughs> so it, it, it could be an
0: exciting watch and I follow that, couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there hasn't been
3: a match yet that hasn't been exciting, I don't think, in the no, no. one. I'm just trying to think. Have, have, we, have we had a dull nil? No, we haven't. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing we've got this season is entertainment. You know, and I don't think tomorrow that will be any different whatsoever.
2: Weirdly, you know. weirdly, the tightest game was Sheffield Wednesday. You know, and you look at that yeah. and the one 0 and just what, I, but how also, just how much went on in that game. It was a yeah. absolutely fantastic game. I think this has the potential for it because of Burton's really low scoring rate and their really tight defence. That's that could be a factor. This, this is really interesting. Predicting this ahead of tomorrow when the podcast may come out afterwards, so I'm not going to make any predictions. But I think one of the things that really noticed when I was having a look at Burton was that. They've played twenty-three different players already this season in twelve games, which not all. <laughs> well, I mean, it's more than us, amazingly. <laughs> but you know, but twenty-three players is you know just shows. I mean, it's all over the pitch. They just don't seem to have a settled side, so you, we just don't know what's going to come up against us. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. the least.
0: Well, speaking of settled sides, um, we 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 did have a, a we did have a a player lined up to be with us tonight and uh, at very short notice uh, unfortunately he's been called into the match day squad as we've just found out so he couldn't do it so uh my able uh replacements are obviously uh with us now and we're very grateful uh and the the forums are now going to discuss uh, an idea that joel came up with uh which joel always comes up with these great ideas go on talk us through it joel
1: yeah i thought uh more nostalgia of course because what else can you do uh, <laughs> what more do people really enjoy but uh looking back at uh, some of the best players that we've had throughout the EFL and trying to kind of build a best 11 out of those players. So I've kind of gone through and uh, made a bit of a list and hopefully, you know, you'll get angry and disagree with me and uh, because that's kind of the point of these, these things. And, uh, you know, Michael and Mark and Friesen can all have a go at me as well when I don't uh, say the player that they want to. But, yeah, so I thought that would be a good way to go for this podcast. So, obviously... Yeah, well- off you go with goalkeepers. Scott yeah. Lodge! <laughs> <laughs> and where's wear No, I thought... Oh, of think, course, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> Uh
2: Joannion. Joannion.
0: Oh, Joannion. Remember oh, Joannion's Swids lost, lost at Berry 1-0, Joannion threw
1: it in the back
2: of his own net. Uh, yeah, exactly. remember that um, one very yeah.
1: well. I, I remember that. I was, I was there because we defended very valiantly all game and then that happened and it was heartbreaking. But I think, yeah, so now we've kind of uh, gone through our... Go on, name, name more keepers. We you did quite a few. Like, go on. <laughs> Fond memories of two or three month loan keepers. I think the, the two that stand out for me are, are Roach and Lewis, Joe Lewis, of course. Even though he was only at the club for a short time, he was so stupidly good. But then I suppose it's weighing that against Roach's longevity. And, and he was brilliant for for a long time for us.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can argue with Barry, really, because of the simple fact that he was with us so long and uh, he saved us so many points. Uh, And I mean, I I know um, this has been discussed before many times and I know we said it uh, on our commentary on iFollow that the goalkeeper is a position where if you make a mistake, it's it's not easily forgotten because it usually leads to something like a penalty or a, a chance or a goal. Uh, so it's a particularly tricky de- decision to make, but I, I take you what you're saying about, I agree with Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis was absolutely fantastic, but as we talked about him last week, he, you know, he, uh, Peterborough broke their transfer record to sign him from, was it Norwich? Norwich. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so from that point of view, I'm gonna, sadly, I'm going to have to agree with you, I think those two are the probably fighting out for the, for the starting position, what do you think Mark?
3: uh he, he, absolutely so there's only one name on my list and it's and it it's barry you know i think we all look a bit a bit back with joe you know a bit misty-eyed and it was you know our first foray into the football league and you know and he pulled off some fantastic hollywood saves and, and what have you but he wasn't with us that long you know barry has been uh, just amazing for us you know there's not many players nowadays that, that stay at clubs for so long and you know and and Get involved with in the community like Barry's done. And get involved in you know, the other youngsters and, and, and what have you. You
2: know, it's he, just a legend. It's a legend. Posh. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, Barry's just you know, and, and you can remember those great games as well. So we talked about the crew game. Uh, last week where you know yes it was all the forwards who created that fantastic finish but it was Barry who saved the penalty to keep us in the game and and turn that game around and um, you think about the header at Portsmouth and what a brilliant day that brilliant night that was and the fantastic memories he's given us you know and there's there's undoubtedly you know every, every goalkeeper has the moments the other way around as well but Barry's just been a absolutely fantastic for us and um, there are a couple of others of course you know but you you look at like but they're, they're lone players Danny Ward you know a few couple of games it was phenomenal um and you you know as others who contribute but no you know barry has been there 95 percent of the time we've been in the football league pretty much and you can argue as well he kept
3: us in the football league at coventry absolutely totally Totally. yeah Yeah. that's a great shout
0: well this is going to be what we're going to be finished in 20 minutes if we all agree (laughs) like this this isn't very good is it joel what are we doing here we've all agreed on barry roach him down
1: nice yeah that's great, right. he's written down, he's down on the paper, it's decided, and then yeah, I think that was probably going to be the easiest decision, so hopefully... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, hopefully case, it's... I'm going to agree with all of you now. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a bit more arguing as we uh, move on to right-backs, because it's hard to pick out a right-back, really, because we've had quite a lot of right-backs who've had one good season, and either moved on, or maybe had a different form, so I've kind of... Uh, I've, I've written a load down, to be honest. I've, I've written down Whoa. Cooney, obviously. Shut uh, out. Sean Bealy had a really good season. I probably I won't, probably wouldn't say he's the, the best for us, but he yeah, had one really good season for us. Uh, Zach Mills, really good for a season. Adam Yates, good for the first couple of seasons when uh, in the football league. But I think I, I'd be veering towards Aaron McGowan, probably. Quite a few good seasons with us, but I'm yeah. not completely sold. What do you guys think? You haven't
0: mentioned, you haven't mentioned Ryan Cooney, to be honest.
1: Oh yeah, no, I mentioned it at the start. Sorry. Yeah,
0: um, I, I, <laughs> you know, we we had the conversation. We've had the conversation in the car to away games. You know, during last season. You know, this must be our best best football team we've ever had because we're going to get. You know, we look like we're going to get promoted. So therefore, there's got to be. It doesn't necessarily work that the constituent parts of that team make up the best team, though. Uh, I always thought last season we were better than the sum of our parts, but. When Cooney was on loan, the fact that we actually signed him now and he wants to make a name for himself in League One, uh, I've just been impressed with him. And he's probably probably been one of our go-to players this season who have settled pretty quickly in this division and shown they're easily good enough. I don't know what you guys think.
3: So I was just thinking there uh, you know, about, about Cooney. All of those other players you, you mentioned, Joel, absolutely superb, every, every one of them. But would any of those get in ahead of, ahead of Cooney? And the answer is no for me.
2: Yeah, I think the other argument is we're also talking about a League One, you know, a League One side. So uh, were were those players capable of playing League One? And that obviously, you know, we could end up just choosing this squad because you know the League One. And I think you've got to look at the quality of the players. So there's a lot of factors for me, um, which is you know not just how well they played for us, but actually whether they went on to do something spectacular in their career after they left us. That's um, a good idea. Yeah, and the other the other ones is you know, did they in a side which did okay or even really badly in a season at Morecambe did they really really stand out as something you know unique and special and I could you could argue with Zach Mills for example we were really poor that season over overall but he got player of the season and he stood out I think Billy got player of the season as well I think he did and then the following season he had a shocker yeah 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 too many pies I think yeah I
0: think so as well but um so are we are we are we going for cooney are we going to I, I agree with what you say about Zach mills he was fantastic
2: I, I i would make the case for adam yates uh genuinely i think adam was part of obviously the team that played at wembley and got us into football league and i think for one of, for the two seasons that followed i think he thought he was outstanding for us i thought he was a really really good player and i think when every and when he left and went to port vale everybody was you know we thought what a shame you know we've, we've just lost a really cracking player and, and he went on to be a real star at Port Vale and was a fantastic player for them so I think he's one who who stands out as having longevity and a, and a real successful career both with us and, and afterwards as well so for me um, Yates and Cooney really for me stand out.
0: Well I'm going to be devil's advocate here and say you make a fair point about if they went on to better or longevity and stuff like that. But I don't care because it wasn't for us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Just making the point.
2: Well, so, no, three great seasons got, got us promoted to football leagues. Not a bad thing, let's be honest. No, no,
0: no, true. And I think we signed him from Leak Town, didn't we? Ooh, we did. good question. We did. We signed him from Leak Town. I know we did. So, you know, uh, you know he's going to search well, it now, but I'm pretty yeah, sure he's... Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> to be fair to him, he was a Port Vale fan, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and it's, it's you know, if you get a chance to play for your, for your for your team, you go and take it, don't you? Yeah, of course you do, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree
0: with that. Go on, I'll let you have that one. Who are we putting down, then? Is it is it Yates slash Cooney? I think you've got to go for
2: one. I think you got to go for one. Adam Yates is a turncoat.
3: Whatever it is, he's a turncoat, so, yeah. yeah. We'll-
1: Joel, it's your decision. Go on. I'll go, I'll go Cooney because I just love the sheer amount of violence he likes to inflict on people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, put him down as Cooney yellow card.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. The sheer amount, of, yeah. I just love the, the spirit and uh, he, he seems to have captivated the crowd quite nicely. Yeah, It's absolutely mental when we uh, won the uh, uh in the playoffs and you know everything like that. So we're going with Cooney at the right back. So, Centre back. A few of the options I've got written down: uh, Dave Artell, uh, Chris McCready, Sam Lavelle, Steve Old, Ryan Edwards. You mentioned Nick Fenton before freeze, which I thought was an interesting shout. I'm not sure he's squeezing yeah. for me, but I think he's definitely worth an honourable mention. But yeah, I think I think Artell has got to be in there for me. What
2: about Jim Bentley?
1: I suppose Jim Bentley. I,
2: well, come on, he, he, that first season of the Football League, you know, him and oh. Artel both scoring against Preston North End. That was, um, you know.
1: But yeah, Bentley in there in the hat as well. So I think I'm very sold on Artel. I'm not sure who else to pick, though. I can, I can see why you would say Artel. I can see why that.
0: Uh, and I can see why you could vote for him and Jim Bentley at the same time. Because obviously they were Halcyon days. And you've got to remember. You know second season in we got into playoffs, you know third season in, second third season in we got into playoffs. and that was down to sort of like people like Jim and, and what have you. So I think it's, there's definitely going to be consideration. but looking at looking at where we are now, uh, and, and I think it's a fair point you make, uh, Ryan Edwards has gone on to have a brilliant, brilliant career, like Posh said that makes a difference. And I always thought Rhino was a good, he was a good lad as well. He was one who was into his time wherever he was, and he did really well. So I, I, I I'd like, I like Artell, but I, I'm sort of struggling with him and Jim Bentley and Ryan. To be honest, that's my three. Sweds?
3: I, I think I'd agree with those three to be narrowed down. If I'm honest with you, uh, I think. So I'm, I'm thinking about now who who was the most gutted about when when they left, and I'm and I'm thinking it's Ryan Edwards. Yeah. So and, and also you've got to think that, you know, so Jim and Arts had a had a had a good couple of seasons with us in the football league for sure. Jim was probably coming towards the end of his career, so he probably had his best days in the conference, you could argue. Uh so yeah, for for me, Ryan Edwards and, and, and I'd and i probably put the Ryan Edwards we had back in our team now, if I'm honest with you.
2: Yeah. I think when I agree with Mark, I think when, one one player who really stood out and said, you know, that he he, he could have made it at a high level. And obviously he, that's exactly what he did was Ryan Edwards. Um, I mean, it was a real standout player for me. Um, I think there's a couple of other it, it, beyond that, really. I mean, I agree the comments also about Jim and Dave Artell, And they were, to, again, towards the end of their careers and probably had seen, you know, other things in the past. It's like, what other tell. It, it, I'm not suggesting him as a person, but Mark Hughes, in terms of the quality of a player, is again who's gone on to do things and proven his worth in a side. I mean, you know, Stanley fans absolutely loved Mark Hughes. You know, we have seen other players in there who really, you know, uh, and and he was as hard as you get, really, with um, what he what he could do. I'm not suggesting at all because just the nature of how he, you know, the, his relationship with the fans and everything else that went on, really. Um, yeah,
1: Twittergate.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly um, but you know one player um, and obviously we talked about him um, is is Sam Lavelle you know in terms of in terms of a player that's coming to the side as literally a kid who was you know towards the end it, it almost felt like it at the end of his career because that's how we talked about it you know he was going to go and do another job he would, he'd done it really disenchanted after Bolton and Jim put his arm around him, brought him into the club and we remember that debut we saw it at Bamba Bridge and he looked like a rabbit in the headlights you're thinking that kid's never going to get a contract and look at how he turned out and and the 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 big things for me with Sam Lavelle is the decisions that he made at critical points in our history where we had no money where we were really struggling and other players were abandoning us at the first opportunity Sam signed two contracts and stayed with us and stayed loyal to us and and enabled us to for me just to be the club that we are today and you know it, it's that kind of loyalty in those situations where Sam could have upped and left and got more money at another league two club or maybe even higher and yet he stayed those two contracts and they were absolutely vital to us and then obviously you know we sold him now and we made a bit of money on him but to me it, that role and also his captaincy and and his community work as well makes Sam Lavelle stand out for me with Ryan Edwards.
1: I think yeah I think you made some good really good points saying you know he captained us to promotion to League One at Wembley. You know <laughs> that's got to come for something. What I will say with Artel is the goals. I just loved some of the goals, Crew, and he did go on to captain Crew to promotion to League Yeah, yeah, but Wembley. we don't care.
0: I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah,
1: he didn't care on <laughs> free But yes, I think I think yeah, you may be really. I think I think for me, it's between Edwards, Lavelle, and Artel for me. Well, I I
0: would I would be happy to to seed to Sam Lavelle and uh, Ryan Edwards. Ryan Edwards was a, a very similar, if you remember, when we got him, we got him from Blackburn. And he was like a gangly kid. And I can remember, oh God, was it Matt? It was Matt Reid, absolutely bullied him senseless. But then he bullied everybody senseless. <laughs> yeah. But by the time by the time Ryan left us that last season, nobody got the better of him. He was, he was a proper man's centre-half. But he could play when he needed to. But he, he he learnt the dark arts with us, uh, and I think that made him a better player. So yeah, I, I would I would succeed. I'd say yeah, I'd be happy with Sam Lavelle and and Ryan Edwards. Sweds?
3: Uh yeah, I, either of those. I mean Ryan Edwards, you know,
1: absolutely. Who, who I know went to Plymouth. Who who bought him? I think it might have been Derek Adams. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I think it uh, yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, well remembered. That seals it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah true.
1: We've got Derek seal of approval there. I think, in fairness, actually, in fairness to... I think Lavelle and Edwards are two of probably Jim Bentley's most successful player projects as well, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Picks him up for nothing and moulded him into good players. You're right. And
1: Blackburn, Bolton, kind of similar-ish yeah. clubs. But, yeah, so set the back pairing of Lavelle and Edwards. And what's quite nice about that one is I can you can conceive. That could conceivably happen at a club and I'd be quite good for League One, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, you'd hope so. Yeah, you'd think it'd be good.
1: Yeah. So now, now we move on to left back. Uh, there's not a, I don't think there's a huge load of options here. Uh, I think the standout, I think we mentioned before is probably Lawrence Wilson. I think definitely got give an honorable mention to uh, Liam Gibson because of how good he's been over the past year. Yeah. Uh, Luke Conlon was a solid option for quite a number of years and I think you have to pay a bit of credit to the the, the amount of time he had here. Um, Danny Adams and his twinkle toes, of course. But yeah, I think for me I can't really think of anybody who really would top Wilson at this point.
0: No, I I, I, I said that before we kicked off. I, I can't see past Willow, to be honest. Uh, and obviously he went off and uh, we had some really good seasons out of him and he went off to Rotherham and uh, that was when they had uh, the fat coach driver, Steve Evans, in charge. And uh, it didn't go well for him there. And he came back and he was never quite the same player, but he was still miles better than anything we had at the time. And uh, even though I remember doing, and Swinds remembers this, we did interviews with him and he was like, <laughs> every referee hated him, didn't this Swinds?
3: <laughs> yeah, he, that's what he thought in his mind In his world, It was a very dark place, He was.
0: It was funny, it really was funny. He scored that last minute winner winner at uh, Valley Parade, didn't he? We won 3-2, they'd equalised in the last minute and Willow ran down the left and smashed it in the bottom corner and I thought, oh, he'll be absolutely ecstatic. And he was like smiling, but he was like, oh no, that I thought he was going to disallow it. (laughs) It was comedy gold, honestly. So yeah, I can't see past Willow, but I mean, what do you chaps think? Sweds?
3: Yeah, I, I, I can't argue. So, so a blast from the past there, Danny Adams. Now that's an interesting one because what a player he was for us, just at the right time. And uh, you know, he, he didn't look like a football player at all. You, know, he, he, if he was in an identity parade, he said, pick out the football. He wouldn't, he wouldn't pick him. Uh, but what a player he was for us. So I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to to, to throw me hat that way, you know. But
2: uh, yeah,
3: Willow was uh, was was awesome. Off.
2: yeah, uh, yeah, I mean I have tried the left back was a really interesting one because when you try to think up names right back I could think of loads. Um and we don't mention Andy Parish by the way for lots of things so that've come to mind but um sure. but thinking about thinking about left back in terms of uh y- you can't really think beyond Willow. Um I think one of the things you know the sheer amount of games that he played for us and then and he scored a goal every 10 games which is not bad for a left back. Ten, eleven goals for us, I think, in um, in his first spell. But then, of course, the best thing was I remember when we when we signed him for his second spell, he came to us from Accrington, mm-hmm. and the only conversation I remember having him was, "How, how do you he come here?" He says, "I didn't like it <laughs> So basically, there was this kind of he, he wasn't he wasn't fond of Aki at all, and he did a season there, and that was it. And he said, I'm, "I'm quite happy coming back here." It was great. So you know, it was nice to have him, you know, having back. But um, yeah, I can't. Like everybody says, I really can't see beyond Lawrence Wilson, and he, you know,
1: not so not that the, the deal needed ceiling that much more, but the fact that he didn't like doesn't like Accrington I think you know, completely <laughs> beyond <laughs> doubt. As much as I'd be tempted to uh, veer towards Danny Adams, but I think it probably has to be. Uh, yeah, it's obviously going to be Wilson, isn't it? So that was that was a nice season one after quite a, a so. Re- a lengthy discussion. Re- recap, <laughs> but, recap. Yeah, let's go to re- re- recap. Keeper him back four. Who we got? We've got Barry Roach in there. We've got Ryan Cooney at right back. We've got a centre back pairing of Lavelle and Edwards. And left back, we've got Lawrence Wilson, of course.
2: So the big so, question now, obviously, is formation.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is where so to get we get to. So are we just going to
2: go classic 4 4 2 or are we going go to go 4 3 3 to talk forwards?
1: Well, I, I would
0: say we play 4 3 3 now. So I'd say let's stick with 4 3 3. Only because it lets you get
1: more. That,
2: that <laughs> is going to make midfield very, very, very hard. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's going to be the wing is really different all there. Yeah, this is going to be tricky. I think it'll get quite tough now. So let's let's go on to uh, on to centre mid mid-stand. If we're playing 4-3-3, uh, I think I'll have another player sticking here. but uh and let's say so I've I've written down Fleming, Drummond, Songo, Degaraga. I think Wildig can qualify for that list now because of how he's been over the past couple of years and uh, I think if we're playing 4-3-3 I'll chuck Devitt, Jamie Devitt into uh, centre midfield as kind of like an attacking 10 and that kind of Adam Phillips going kind to of roll well but, well, yeah. that, that that's it for this podcast we'll
0: discuss this more at length next week because we haven't Jesus. got time wow. how, how, do you choose, how do you choose I mean you could theoretically choose three
1: couldn't you there yeah you choose three from there because and...
0: Devitt De- did most of his best work either in the hole or out wide didn't he
1: yeah
0: uh, but I, I take your point Drummond De as the sitter, that's you're not going to get better than them two, are you
2: really?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's very, very tough. Uh, I, I, I can't. Yeah, drum. You, you're going to go with drummy posh.
2: Well, no, there's also, you know, I mean, we, they, there's Wright, other names yeah. that we can all throw into this. You know, Andy Wright was with Andy us for Wright, a long yeah. time and was a, you know, was a quality, was a real quality player and a real stalwart in the side. You know, um, he, he's played in some, some very good teams. Um, Gary McDonald. Yeah. He's yeah, just yeah, a good. fantastic player. And he went on to win the Scottish, F- Scottish Cup, yeah. Scottish FA Cup, you know. Yeah, he was a, good, he's a player. Um, player a phenomenal yeah. player in his, in his time. Even, uh, was it Alan Goodall? Just sat in the back for a few games and whatever. Yeah. And just, he, he always looked solid as well. But McDonald always just stood out every game he played in. He was a fantastic player.
0: Yeah, I can't argue with that. But I, I think, you know, yes, we're talking in FL, And Drummy probably did uh, some of his best work late in his career with us um he was definitely not the player he was in the conference uh but he used his experience so well with us uh so i i i think i'm as centre mid i would say it is between tombs and drummy but i can't separate them swids
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm with you again it's, it's between them two so so i'm just sat here thinking who, who would i have in there now so 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 Tombs has just been amazing for us, absolutely amazing. Last season and into this season, his consistency for us has just been fantastic. And it's exciting when he gets hold of the ball. You don't know what he's going to do. He's unpredictable, you know, and he can tie people up in knots. But well, then there was Drumby. Drummy at his best. I mean, I my my youngest son's named after him. You know, his middle name is Stuart, you know, and I, and I named him uh, after Stuart. And then that season, he at the end of that season, he left us. So, so for that, your fault. <laughs> for that reason, I'm probably going to go with twos. But not Stuart. Stuart was amazing for us on, on both occasions. You know, both times he was with us. So there was the conference, then obviously when he came back to us for the football league. I remember the buzz I felt when I knew he, he was he was re-signing for us. Uh, you know, it just it just felt like it was it was something special was happening. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, either one of those two. If if I had to say right. Which one would I want now? It'd be Tooms, but but Drummy would
1: be a very 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 close second for me.
0: Well, Only because Drum Dr- Dr- forty five
1: now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I think I'd be I think I'd be veering teams. I think. Well, obviously I didn't see Drummond in in, in the conference, but obviously when when he came back and I think it was halfway through our first season back in the football league, wasn't it? It was in yeah. January in two thousand eight, I think, or maybe afterwards. Anyway. When he came back, he was for, he, uh, up until kind of a, maybe just after the uh, the playoff season, he was absolutely phenomenal. The goals he got from midfield, brilliant. But yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have to go Toomes because you know the footwork that you look at the level <laughs> he's played at, it is just phenomenal.
2: I, well, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the one who disagrees then, I mean, because, I mean, for all teams' quality and what an influential player he's been for us in terms of getting promotion, we are looking at somebody who's been around the block, done it at a really senior level and, you know, in terms of his career. Drummy was with us as a player, as a registered player for 17 years, yeah. right? 17 years. And, and... And I think we're talking about short-term memory here because a lot of things we can remember. Tom's doing dancing round in the box. At, you know, this season we can remember a few of the things that he's done, and we tend to forget about what Stuart Drummond could do. And Drummond could carry a ball un- unbelievably. You know, pick a ball up on the edge of the box, run through three or four players, and lay off a wonderful pass to, you know, like say Jevons or anybody who was playing around him. And he was so influential as a player. And then the other thing was that with him was that you know we're talking about progress. Well, he went on, you know, I mean, okay, it was to Chester originally, but then he went on to play with Shrewsbury and got them, you know, in, the first, you know, in, the, in, in League One and, you know, it just, just a remarkable player in and, terms and, of what he's done for us and what he's well, done since.
3: The other thing as well, which he, which I, I've probably forgotten as well, not only was he an amazing captain, he brought that to the side as well. Uh, and he captained Chester and he captained Shrewsbury as well. So that, that was also yeah. in his locker. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, I,
0: He's right, he's with that.
3: seventeen years, and, and he nearly smiled once as well. I remember the
1: day. <laughs> oh, did, did he? Did you get a photo? I actually, I'm pretty sure I actually saw him on, a, on, you know, when they on Sky Sports when they do old reruns of uh, playoff finals. I think I, I saw him of him playing for Chester. No, not Chester. Sorry, Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. He scored after about five minutes, I think, at Wembley. He did
3: he but, did? Uh, so he was the first football league player to score at Wembley. Stuart Drummond, he was also the first captain to lose at Wembley as well in the Football League. But we
1: walked about. <laughs> he just <I> did. did. <laughs> in one fairness, if we're going to kind of go on the whole teams debate, I suppose. I think Teams has lost his two previous two trips to Wembley, so uh, but I think I, I think
0: just,
3: what, I just, I'm going to change my mind, uh, I'm going to go with Stu,
0: yeah. And uh, after after the impassioned speech from Posh, yeah. I'm going to go with Stu as well. And the one thing I do want to say is and you I, 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 won't mind me saying this, but when we signed Toombs, Ben Lovell took me aside and went, we had him at Fleetwood, his legs
1: have gone. Well, mate, I, 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 I in fairness, I think you could actually flip that round and says that, that goes massively in favour of Toombs for kind of going from a point where he, he, he looked like his career was winding down and then resurging with us and, I mean, you look at him on the pitch at the end of games, he, he loves it. He is such a big motivational person in the team and I remember I remember when I came on the the podcast many months ago as a guest I remember just the way that I remember feeling that the way that I remember it was John O'Sullivan on the podcast spoke about him was the kind of reverence the players have for him Mm -hmm. kind of made me notice and I remember the Harrogate game as well the the communication was, was excellent but so we've got Drummond sitting there might be another role for to be fair. We've got three centre mids, no one's probably going to be an attacking mid, maybe. Yeah, but there still could be room for Diagaraga, maybe between him and Fleming.
0: Uh, it's funny you should say that because I was just thinking Flemo because Flemo was just you know completely underrated. A lot of fans didn't like him, and I, I never understood why. Because, um, we had do you, that, do you remember that game when uh that Aussie referee was it because he called Gillette,
1: yeah, oh, the 4 0 against uh, yeah, Cheltenham, yeah, Chal- on yeah, Easter Monday.
0: And uh, uh <laughs>
1: it, we, well,
0: Flemo, Flemo was absolutely outstanding, every goal <laughs> came from a pass from Flemo, yeah,
1: ridiculous. You know, ridiculous he was
0: absolutely, he was winning it, he was nipping it on the edge of our own box, running 30 yards and playing a killer pass. And I'm just like, how can you not like Flemo? He was he was brilliant at what he did, and I was gutted when his career was ended, I really was. I felt, I felt for lad mainly because he, he probably couldn't do what else other than be a footballer could he really so.
1: I think he probably found his best form he'd ever had with us in those few months before his yeah. career. yeah i remember i remember talking to people uh you know how, how how they how they might have been with with fleming you know i remember that there was there was a fella he used to sit uh, a few seats down for me and just hammered fleming and Devin. Mm. Weird. perhaps he just didn't like people who were good at football but uh <laughs> <laughs> like he used to hammer hammer Devitt and Fleming just like I was just like what are you doing? These are amazing footballers. Well yeah, have you, have you got much to say on Fleming and maybe Toons, Bosch?
2: I'd, I'd give it Fleming purely on the basis of his appearance on what was it, that the uh, late night soccer special one where he did <laughs> the quiz. Oh, and uh, <laughs> what did you
1: put in a toaster? toaster. Kick off. <laughs> what did you put in a
0: toaster? Toast. Um,
2: <laughs> and, how and, do you spell necessary? And they spelled it wrong eighteen times. <laughs> and 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 Dan Parkinson.
0: What, what's what, what's your chances of being fit for Saturday? Seventy forty. <laughs> 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 he was ace was Flemo. I loved him. Oh, the dude.
2: the other thing about Flemo, uh, and you know, you can't base it on all the sentimentality, was that for me the big sadness with him was that he it was nine and three quarter seasons pretty much. Yeah. And he was about to enter his testimonial and he, and he deserved that. He really he did. did. I mean, you know, a phenomenal career, but it was like, you know, and people used to accuse him of being, you know, like, what was it, Jimmy Kelly, you know, kind of a bit of a sideways passer yeah. and everything else. But he was never like that. He was always, if he couldn't, if there genuinely wasn't that, that through ball, he'd find his man, you know, if it with a, a simple layoff or whatever. But there was always that killer pass in him and that vision and, yeah, you know, a lovely player to watch. So
0: are, are we are we now voting for those three in midfield then, or, or what? Because obviously Flemo, he could play in that attacking role. I suppose you're really going to say, Aaron Wildig or, or yeah. maybe Cal Baker. I don't know. In that. Well,
2: attack. you know, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, this is where it gets difficult when you just, you yeah. know, you immediately plump in for a four, three, three, you know, outrageous decision, you know, but you know, yeah. but, <laughs> only, cause you know you
0: play, only cause we're playing four, three, three now. So
2: yeah, I, you know, but, uh, yeah, coming How can you not put Cal Baker in there? I mean, Well, I was going to
1: have him out wide you could have him out wide. Yeah. I got him out wide.
2: Okay. So, are we
1: are we veering as we welcome uh, Mark back I think, uh, to the, to, the, to the Zoom call? Are we veering towards Fleming, Drummond, and Di in a centre midfield? Then,
0: Swed, what do you think? What was the question? Sorry, I've only
3: just
1: come back <laughs> in the room. No, no, uh, uh, Yeah,
0: Swidge has been for a wee. Uh, it, it, it was uh, it was. Are uh, we settling for a midfield three of Fleming, Di Garaga, and Drummond?
3: I couldn't argue against that, absolutely.
0: So I, th- I think you've done it, Joel. I think we've filled yeah. all three positions. I, I, now, I, now it's going to get really hard.
1: It's going to go as we come to the wingers because we've had some really, really good wingers and attacking midfielders. So I'll just quickly write down. I think I think Fleming and Drummond, and, I think that, that can work as a midfield three as well. Well,
0: Drummond and his pomp and Fleming and his pomp used to get forward. Exactly. And they, and they, they, they used can, to get you, you know, half a dozen to ten a season, you yeah. know. And in, fact, in fact, to be honest with you, Tombs will get you two or three, even from where
1: yeah, he plays. Will, yeah, teams chipped him with a couple last season, didn't he? So, for, for, for wingers, this is probably where it gets a bit a bit tricky, I think, because there's uh, Devitt, Barkhausen, Duffy, Carlos Mendes Gomez, Baker, Gary Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, an easy set of forwards to pick through. Uh, yeah, you've got. I,
0: I'd completely forgotten about Mark Duffy, completely forgotten about him. By last couple of months for us, oh, he, he was untouchable, he was yeah. untouchable, but the first couple of months were completely forgettable. <laughs> it's, and it's strange, yeah. isn't it? Because he did. He, I don't know if that was one where Jim Bentley put his arm around him and said, Look, you know, uh, sorry, uh, Sammy Mack put his arm around him and said, Look, you're a good player, uh, you know, do it. I mean, it wasn't like Sammy to do that, he was just like, you know, maybe, <laughs> me, well, it wasn't, and I because he used to leave that. He used to leave that to, uh, to Morecambe Town, didn't he? So, you know, so maybe you know, happened, I don't know. you
3: got know, to your finger out, you're going back to Southport. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's enough to frighten anybody. Mellow, if you're listening, I apologise. So, um, yeah, I, uh, are, we, are we trying to pick one on each side? Because if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say probably Tom Barkhausen and Carl Baker. Probably, probably argue that one switch.
3: Well, I, I, I'm not going to argue against Carl Baker because I think he was uh, a, a class above uh, when when he played for us uh, and he went on to again bigger and better things using the uh, uh, using the posh uh, scale there as well you know but you know when he, when he came from Southport we played against him at Southport we knew what his quality was uh, but I just it, it, him at his best he was unplayable you know, it's just just superb. I'd love to have a Carl Baker our side now because I just I just think he was it uh, was amazing for us at that time, and then of course went on to prove it uh, uh, on a bigger scale.
0: And I suppose you could argue the same with Barky, couldn't you?
3: Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's it's almost the same argument. You know, Tom Barkhausen. You know, I just wondered what what he's actually worth. You know, and uh, and. He, so I, I, I almost think that he's—he he's, sounds terrible. He's better than Preston, you know. I think he could have done even better uh, if if a different club had come in for him.
0: Well, it, it's strange, isn't it? Because we look at that and we're leaving out Mark Duffy, and Mark Duffy went on, you know, Sheffield United. You, you,
1: you look at the the way the, what he did for Sheffield United exactly when the they got promoted—that was magical. And I was yeah. so I was so gutted when he had a little bit of a. When Will Will uh, Chris Welder had a bit of a Barney with him apparently, and
0: yeah. decided and,
1: he didn't want him for for the Premier League because he was just just magical yeah. in that kind of number ten. It was in, in, in a different role for us, but I could see how it developed because he was never about searing pace. Mark Duffy he was about trickery, and yeah. how he developed into that kind of number ten role at Sheffield United was amazing. But that's me. I suppose that's more me admiring the role he played for Sheffield United and how that's, because that was a, such a fun and interesting side of the championship that year. Talking uh, of players that
3: went on to have a, 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 you know, a brilliant career, uh, uh-huh. we haven't even mentioned Dave Perkins.
2: That's what I, I literally was in my mind about Dave Perkins.
0: Yeah, you're right.
3: You know, He's and you think about, league, I was though. thinking
2: about that Wigan Man City game the other day, you know, where he, where, you know, he played in that game and you, that's like, not that long ago, it feels, you know. Yeah. And we never even considered him. Phenomenal player.
1: Not yeah, a right. League, though, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, and and the thing is, he, <laughs> on that. A good
1: job. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: Because he he went he went in the season, you know, Pritch yeah. got sent off against yeah. Southport. That Finally game we were talking about in the conference, <laughs> and that and that was his sort of like he went to Rochdale in January, didn't he? So, I'm pretty sure. Two jobs. Absolutely Baker.
3: right. The reason we're not talking about him is because he didn't play for us in the football
0: league. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there you go. So hey, looking at this posh, the argument, the argument currently is uh well and my argument is and this is for comedy purposes only i can't possibly foresee uh an 11 starting with us where we signed two people from southport so i'm going to discount discount duffy
2: yeah. and
0: include carl baker what But wait,
2: and it's that direct thing about that being from Southport, you know and it was yeah. that we put two players that southport fans absolutely raved about and 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 while I think Duffy was a was a great player, Carl Baker just had that energy and dynamism about him. I mean, if you remember, the, probably one of the best games I've ever seen at, at Christie Park um, in the Football League was the Bradford City game where a midweek, Bradford must have brought, you know, 1,500, oh, 2,000, oh, basically filled that entire end. And the, the, it was one of them nights where it was crystal clear. There wasn't a breath of wind and the atmosphere was utterly electric in that north stand and we were i think it was one all and but we were just surging one wave after wave after wave towards the goal and it was one of those games where the fans don't sing there's just they, because there's such a good atmosphere the energy and just people just booing and making noise you know guttural noises as they surge forward was all it needed and we were just kind of sucking that ball and then when carl finished off that game for the win. It was just absolutely one of the best games I've ever seen. And one where he just ran the show in that last twenty minutes to just yeah, it's spectacular to watch in certain games, Carl.
0: So so there's two of us on the on the Barkhausen fans. We haven't mentioned Gary Thompson. Gary Thompson had a fantastic career with us and went on again. Uh, you know, um, promotion at Scunthorpe, got into the championship, that, you know, that, yeah, Tom was brilliant
1: for us. Yeah, talking to Bradford City, that FA Cup run with Bradford City, I yeah. think he he was part of that. And he was on a good one with Wickham. I think I think would edge it over over Thompson for me, probably, just because look at the, the the consistently, as Mark mentioned, you know, consistently one of Preston's better players for the past three or four seasons, you know, I think, and just yeah, you know, how spectacularly. I mean, I suppose Tommy did a similar thing. They both had that ability just Blast the ball past people run, and nobody would ever catch them. Yeah. But, uh, I think I, I'd be
3: sorry. Sorry, I was with Tomo though, arguing against him here a little bit. You always thought when, when he was with us the first time, you know, and, and we won't talk about the second time, but the, the first time he was with us, you always thought he had a little bit more to give, yeah, and he had a little bit more that, that he was just leaving. You know, and, and if it have if it'd have given that extra bit, you know, what a player he could have been, we probably wouldn't have been talking about anybody else apart from him. But you always you always had that suspicion there's a little bit more that he was that he was holding back.
2: I think the other thing to add to that as well is that again, the majority of his career was in the conference. I mean, he really only had that one season with us, and you know, he didn't, I think, you know, under um, uh, was it only one season? I think anyway, one season. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was it, one season under Sammy Mack and he if, was like, you know, he, win, he, 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 he yeah, no, it wasn't that he wasn't really that fussed, but I think you know, when you see some of the games, I and mean, we always talk about that Margate game where FA Trophy away, um, and Tommo, Tomo, I mean, how he ran, how he beat the two fellas down the line was unbelievable and he just left them for dead. And he but he came at an angle and he whipped this ball in from an angle where he was actually facing the stand and he managed to wrap his foot round it and John Norman volleyed it in. That that player was an extraordinarily talented player. But in that last season, his one season in the Football League, I think there's one game against Chester where he he had four assists in a row from the same corner. But apart from, I can't really remember much that he did in the football league. And I just think he was almost disenchanted at that stage. It was almost like we've made it. I'm not getting the thing I wanted. I'm in the football league. I can do better than this. I can move on and whatever. So really, his two his spells, which just wasn't in the football league, wasn't quite as dynamic I, I, as. Anyways,
1: I'll, I'll stick up for him. I don't think I, I I I think he got 12 assists in his first season in the football league with us. So I, I, I wouldn't say. I I think, I think that's a okay. bit harsh. I think I think okay, he was very. Yeah. I think I thought, I thought he had a very good season, but I, I do agree Barkhausen's in there ahead for me. Uh, and, uh, I'd like to argue Duffy, but yeah, I think you're right, Carl Baker. It's got to be Carl Baker ahead yeah. of Duffy as much as I, I really enjoy Duffy. I think a lot of my enjoyment with Duffy was watching the Sheffield United side. Carlos I think needs an honourable mention.
0: Yeah, Carlos is absolutely brilliant.
1: He's absolutely amazing. brilliant.
0: No, no, no question. And uh, but the point being is obviously yeah, Carlos was. Uh, again, I, I'm still arguing that 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 you know the team was better than the sum of its parts, whereas perhaps the team the team that Cal Baker was in had slightly more talented players, so Carl found it easy to be the sort of fulcrum of all the attacks, really. Whereas Carlos, he changed his game completely, didn't he? He, he kept the ball well. I mean, some of his assists for Phillips' goals and
1: stuff like that got us promoted. Oh, yeah, yeah wonderfully,
2: lovely.
1: lovely the way they and they worked.
2: We're going to be accused of being old-fashioned and retro because we're all blokes, you know. Apart from obviously you, Joel, um, you know that we're all get digging into our deep and distant past to choose the best players. But it's very, very, very. I mean, Carlos. You know, obviously, we don't know the final amount of money, but we know it was a lot, half a million yeah. at least. Um, is that you know he, he's the player that that. Somebody came along and actually paid the most amount of money for ever in our history by a quite substantial margin, and we're actually missing him out. Um, and got us into the football league with with his winning goal at Wembley, a bit yeah. from the penalty spot. It makes it very difficult to argue against having Carlos in the side. I can, think... we
3: put, can we put him first on the bench? Can we put him on the bench then. Yeah, he can be first. Yeah,
1: he can be yeah first name on the bench. And, and, I think, I think I a, mention...
0: a couple a couple of seasons earlier. And it just came too late for him. If we were talking about best 11 in the conference, but he did play for us in the Football League for two seasons, Michael Twiss. Uh,
2: exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd make the case for Twissy any time. Exactly. If it was best oh, yeah.
0: conference 11, Twisty's in there. Yeah. He's like the right wing right you know.
1: Well, my great sadness this is uh, supporting Morecambe, is I, I never, I think Twiss had a, an injury or something, didn't he, before the promotion, and he was still really good. Yeah. But he I don't think he was ever quite the same and I, I never saw real prime twists just before that promotion season, oh, unfortunately. Slotjammer left. For oh,
2: God. Yeah, slide yeah. Jammer I've seen, left.
1: I've seen I've seen the few YouTube videos and they're pretty spectacular. Just just one more I think honourable mention for uh, Football League players. I think Jamie Devitt, really good yeah, yeah, some really good creative uh, stuff with us. I think he was a really good part of that. The highest finishing Jim Bentley side that finished eleventh in that in that kind of in the in the whole yeah. And it's a, it's a strange one because
0: you look you look back fondly at that as we said before we started. We look back fondly at that team with like Jamie Devitt, Sean Miller, and uh, Tom Barkhausen, you know, and at like the five two was it five two five two at Wimbledon, and
1: yeah.
0: you know where you know Sean Miller scored from forty yards and Barkhausen run rings around him and blah blah blah, and we were still only mid table. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the no, way thing think is, sorry go, on, sorry, go on, sorry, I was
3: going to say, we're, 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 so Kevin Ellison isn't even on our list, is he not, is he? Is well,
1: was go 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 ahead go ahead. Him, I was going to put him centre-forward, in, in, in the midst of centre-forward. Yeah, but, fair uh, enough, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good check. Well, we can move on there now, because we've,
1: have, have we agreed it's Barkhausen
0: and and, uh, and Carl Baker?
2: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Carlos and uh, they. This making really hard work because you know Carlos and and Kev. You know what Kev did for us is just extraordinary. And if we are considering him as a centre forward, it's a bit of a weird position for him. But okay, yeah. I'll take it.
1: He's scored enough goals. <laughs> yeah, record ever goal football league goal scorer. I know. I just don't think he ever have much of a chance of getting on the wing against the qualities of player we've kind of discussed, like Barkhausen and Baker and and Duffy, Duffy. And,
2: and Carlos.
0: And Tomo and
2: yeah. yeah, but yeah. Also, when you think about where Kev scored his goals from, so if you think about the Rochdale one, was pretty much just to the left of, uh, yeah. of the centre, and then that yeah. one against Wickham, where he volleyed it over the keeper, was from far wide right. You know, he Kev could appear in a good in a game where he's got that freedom could just appear anywhere and score. You know, so yeah. much yeah. moments over the years with Kev. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think there's,
3: there's, there's this is semantics here. If you're talking about the best player or the greatest player. You know, so if we were talking talk about the greatest ones, Kevin'd have to be on that all time greatest because
0: of what he did over the
3: years for us. You
0: know. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't argue that. But
1: uh, so, who else have we got besides Kevin's centre forward, Joel? Centre forward, I've got Stockton, of course. Uh, just amazing over the past couple of years and, you know, did a pretty good job for us before that. Uh, Redshaw, good player. I don't think he'd be my number one choice, but I think he's worth a mention. Uh, I've got to throw Phil Jevons again same as Short, he wouldn't be my number one choice but I've got to mention him he's you know scored the most goals the Morgan players ever scored in, a, in, a, in an EFL season I think he had 18 or 19 in that uh, playoff season in 2009 uh, or 10 so uh, they're both players mentioned but I think for me it's probably between Stockton and Ellison unless anybody's got any other well there's two Paul Mullins yeah the yeah. <laughs> two Paul Mullins yes that's a good point uh uh, yeah, I get I, it. I, you, um, you look, you look at
0: what Muller's did last last year at Cambridge. Yes, he didn't do it for us, but and I, I say this all the time, Mullin never ever let you down. He gave a hundred percent every single time he pulled on a Morecambe shirt. Did Paul Mullin, and I can remember uh, away games where we were absolute garbage, and Mullin was the only one pulling his tripe out with ten minutes to go when we were like three nil down, determined to try and get something from the game. And I admired him for that. I did. I'm not suggesting we put him in, but.
1: But you're I, right, I he's like definitely it. he's definitely worth mentioning because An he you know, mention, yeah. yeah. he had to do a lot on his own up front in the not yeah. particularly dazzling side and he he you know put a really good shift in every game. Has anybody else got any any thoughts?
3: I can't believe we're not talking about Rennie Howe, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> Rennie Howe, Rennie
1: Howe, Rennie Howe. Reddy Howe, Reddy Howe, Howe. Howe. <laughs> he was uh, he was very good for that season in fairness. He was, he was. sponsored
3: by sponsored by Nando's. Well,
1: uh, yeah. hmm.
3: So I don't think you can, you know, Cole Stockton, you know, again, over the years, what he's done for us, he's always played well for us. And at the moment, he's just having the best time of his career. You know, we we're all worried to death that we're going to lose him in, in January. Uh, you know, and if the money's right, then, you know, of course, we will lose him in January. Uh, if he carries on the way he's doing, he, he could be, uh, he could surpass all of any any records anybody's have. You know, you talk about the uh, the record that that Jevons had. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll surpass that if 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 we have him all season here uh, for sure. So he's 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 superb. You know, he's come on. He was great for us last season. This season, he is immense. What's happened over the summer, I don't know. But his confidence is up. His he just his presence is 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 massive. Uh, and you know, he's putting him away for fun. I can't see past him.
0: Marsh. uh
2: the, the, the only thing I disagree with mark is actually is the, is is that you said about what he started off this season it's also how he ended last season I mean I think he scored six and eight six and eight in the last games I mean he was that real determining factor that kind of you know we needed to drive us to the end of the season and Keepers in the playoff places and stuff, and he was such a massive factor in that. He was, his goals were crucial, really. And it, it we, you know, he, he what was, it, how many did he score in the season? I think it was ten. I think yeah, it, was it was ten. Thirteen in the league. Oh, all thirteen overall. Oh right, 15. I thought I thought it was uh, Carlos who scored thirteen. But anyway, no, um, sixteen. 16. Yeah. He got sixteen. All oh, right, okay, right. So, but but you know, to get but to have that big contribution at the end of the season and just push it. Pushes over the line was brilliant. I yeah, um, it's really really hard though to to make a decision between Cole and Kev. I mean, you know, Kev's impact in games and his his approach to games and and the entertainment he provided, even you know off the ball and everything else that came with it. Kev to me and 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 people go on about these kind of things like Devitt when he left. Devitt wanted to stay. He had a contract agreed and something changed on his contract. We all found about later and, and, he, and he would have stayed. And, and yet he gets a bad rap because of it and Kev as well because of what happened and everything else. And then obviously the clashes with, with Derek. I don't think that takes a single thing away from how brilliant he was for us and, and the impact that he had as a player. When I mean, he scored more than 10 goals in the season, what was it, four times, five times, he had such a big impact and spectacular goals. It's so hard to to argue Cole, you know the only negative you could possibly say is earlier on in his time with us, he didn't score many. That you know, he, okay, he held up the ball well and did everything else. But what's happened since is utterly spectacular. I just, you're asking me to do something which seems absolutely ridiculous, which is to make a decision between two players. I just think they've been f- made a phenomenal contribution to us. I, I Definitely
3: think- put Kev on that bench next to uh, uh, Carlos. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and Carlos, yeah, and Mark Duffy. I agree, and I think I'll 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 point to what Swid says. If you said if you say best yeah. eleven or greatest eleven, mm. Kev Kev. I mean, everybody's got their favourite Kev story. You know, tying tying that centre half shoelaces together so that he couldn't get up. Uh, for Cheltenham centre half, and then he he gets up, falls over, and he, he's 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 trying to untie his boots. Going book him, get him book ref. And Kev just walking away, laughing. It's just you know, the man the man was just comedy genius. And I I, I tell that story all the time of uh, Rodney Parade at Newport in the very famous game with uh, what was he called? That Tom Naylor. Tom Naylor. And uh, they they were they were winning at the time, and uh, Kev Kev the ball went out, and Kev. It rolled about 30 yards down in front of the Rodney Parade paddock, which was always very vociferous. And he went and picked it up and went to take a throw in 30 yards further on and went like that. And the entire paddock went, and he just dropped the ball behind his head and went, Ah. <laughs> and they all applauded him
2: and <laughs> Ply- Plymouth where the fact the, the very large fan was having a go yeah. at him and he shoved the ball up his shirt and was yeah. taking a mickey out of him and he had about 3,000 Plymouth fans in that stand just laugh killing themselves laughing the other time was when they had to replace the flag at Christie Park and he ran out and t- pretended to go and spear after the other players as he ran across with a flag to take to the other corner there were so many other moments with him he could weird. probably do a
0: whole podcast on Kevin yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He definitely good yeah so what what are we going to do what's the decision joel you've got the uh you've got the deciding vote here. i got the deciding vote so hold on
1: is it is everybody else deciding who they're voting for well i i think you've all argued
2: brilliantly i'm abstaining
1: for kev oh. but because we're in
0: league one now and cole's scoring for fun surely it's got to be cole
2: yeah, I
1: agree. yeah and to be fair cole started hitting some pretty amazing volleys yeah
0: yeah, I can't argue with that.
1: So there you go. There so that's that,
0: that's it, that's it, that's our eleven. Uh and subs we've already decided were uh Joe Lewis, uh Carlos,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um Mark Duffy, Jamie Devitt, yeah.
2: uh Kevin ellison
0: Kevin Ellison.
2: Uh Dave Martell.
0: Uh yeah, Dave Artell, yeah. Uh and 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 and, Audrey, and Audrey mentioned only because, and uh, uh, Mark will remember this one. We were doing the commentary at Oxford, and Nick Fenton came out and threw up just before the kickoff <laughs> <game laughs> in the second half. And uh, the referee, he went, "Are you all right, Nicky?" And then they called they called the groundsman on, and he came on with a shovel, and the, his mate came on with the bucket of sand. It was like being sick at school. <laughs> It was one of the funniest things ever, wasn't it, Swords? It
1: was
3: amazing, yeah. There was a little cart one there. It was like a pair of clowns, weren't there? You know when the clowns used to come on, Throwing the buckets of uh, sawdust
0: about. you know? He did, he had a bucket of sawdust. And he was there, and he was like gingerly trying to pick up this sick, obviously not really bothered if it went into the ground. And then he he stood back and and he went to his mate, go on, go on. And his mate got a handful of sawdust and went, and then they walked off, and it all took about five minutes. And the ref's like, "Come on!" I still
3: suspect he had one of the pies because I had one of those pies at uh, down, oh, down there. Yeah, they weren't great.
2: Right. So to, to I think, I think we're through... about two hours now, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've
1: done about an hour after promising we tried the. Oh, five minutes. No, man, We had a lot to get through. So just I'll just to go over the eleven just to kind of wrap things up. We've got Roach in there, uh, Cooney right back, Lavelle and Edwards at centre back, Wilson at left back. Fleming, De Garaga, and Drummond in centre mid, Barkhouse and Stockton and
2: Baker up front. So, uh, that's our that's, best I would, I would pay a lot of money to watch that side in their prime.
0: <laughs> and uh, uh, there will be people listening to this going, absolute rubbish, I'm writing in and complaining and blah, blah, blah. Please do. Yes, please, it'll, look, it'll please.
1: look really good on Facebook and social media if you're all fighting in the comments, you know. That's yeah. literally, yeah, that's that's what we all want. So, go it's to It's all town. about
3: opinions. It's all about
2: opinions. And just because ours is right, it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> and on that
0: note... Uh, I'll
2: t- tell you what, one day though, doing an opposition 11 as well and, ooh, and having players ah. like Ed- Edgar Davids, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. And yeah, I always yeah. like that anyway. Edgar, Davids, the Edgar Davids story where where uh, uh, Georgie was doing the teas and coffees and he said, he said, oh yeah, I'll have a tea and a coffee. And she went, well, what do you want? And he went, Uh, four spoons of coffee three tea bags uh, two sugars (laughs) all in one cup (laughs) and no wonder he got booked that day is it really (laughs) anyway uh, we better wrap up because we have gone we've gone to an hour uh, but we hope you've enjoyed this it's been all our yesterdays we've been joined by uh, our business guru uh, Michael Gibson the match day announcer uh, and obviously uh, as I said before the Eric Morecambe to my Ernie Wise in Joel, thanks very much. This has been Shrimpnet. hope you've enjoyed it. It is the AGM next Thursday, which I think we've got plans to maybe uh, do a bit of filming. Joel, is that right?
1: Yeah, we're hoping to uh, get get something filmed, and we're hoping to maybe have a, a couple of players in for a live Q and A. Uh, that might be a bit of a struggle. We're being told because of, uh, there are kind of tighter COVID protocols, but we'll have to see, and we'll try. And if not, we'll, we'll have to try and sort out something. But we'll uh, we'll keep you updated throughout the week. Uh, and, and you never know it.
0: We might, we might yet, we might yet get down to Posh's idea of the uh, the best eleven that we played against. That'll probably take two hours. So there you go. <laughs> this has been Shrimpnet. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the lovely feedback that you're giving us. Have a great week, uh, and hopefully by the time you listen, to it we've beaten Burton three nil. See you then.